On behalf of myself and B, we acknowledge that we are not indigenous. Rather, we are of settler colonial ancestry. Like many other settler people, we have benefited greatly from living on Turtle Island. As a visitor on this land, we have an important responsibility to acknowledge the grounds on which we are privileged to gather in the pursuit of building community. We are recording today in the traditional territory of the Three Fires Confederacy of First Nations, comprised of the Ojibwe, the Odawa, and the Potawatomi peoples. We are grateful to work, learn, and live in this area. We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show, It's Small Talk! Hey there, listeners. If you recognize my voice, you know that I'm Bronwyn. And you normally hear me on the podcast, The Windsor Speakeasy. But guess what? We got a spinoff for you, baby. And then that spinoff, we're going to have small talk with cool people. And today, we have the coolest of the cool here. I got my partner in podcasting and partner in life right next to me. Who are you? Hello, hello. Uh, my name is B Zelda. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm really excited to be a part of this. Um, I definitely have a voice that's podcasted before. So if you've heard my stuff, you've definitely heard me. Um, and I'm just really hyped to talk to some of our guests and just, you know, spread some of the Windsor cheer. So our guest today on Small Talk is a uh, prominent figure in Windsor. If you've been living under a rock, you may not know who she is, but I think you do. So welcome to Small Talk, Miss Moya McAllister. Hi, thank you so much. This is awesome to be here. Um, yeah, my name's Moya McAllister. Um, I use the pronoun she, her. Um, I've just, oh man, this is this is pretty cool. I haven't done a podcast in so long. <laughs> I think it was 2020. I think it was during the pandemic was the last time I uh, I did a podcast. So I'm excited to be here and uh, I'm excited for your new adventure, your new show. This is awesome. Okay, Moya. So we're having you on the show because you are a Windsorite of note. You um, have uh, you have some clout. You've you've been around. You've been in conversations. You are creating conversations um so if you are living in windsor essex why would people know you people in windsor might know me for uh a couple different things <laughs> i've kind of got my uh i've kind of got my feet in a couple different pots in the city um i guess i can start off a little bit talking about my background so i'm originally from toronto I wasn't born here. Um, I came here for university and um, I went, yes, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I moved to Windsor. Um, I was in uh, music at the university. Um, uh, and when I finished at the uni university in music, I was playing piano and I, you know, I was at one point I wanted to be an opera singer and um, I sang jazz. I was in the jazz ensemble at the U. Um, and I met a lot of people um, in the music industry here, uh, a lot of musicians, a lot of great musicians. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I had an opportunity actually in Toronto when I finished school to go and do some work working uh, with uh, bands and artists and uh, doing some A&R. Um, and after I did that, I was like, huh, I should go back and take marketing. Because you know what? I just apparently love school. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to school. 
So I came back to Windsor. Um, I had met uh, my ex-husband at that point, and uh, and uh, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go back to Windsor and uh, be with him. So I came back and I went to St. Clair. I took advertising and communications. I met some more people <laughs> and um, uh, loved advertising. I loved advertising. I, um, I ended up uh, competing in a couple big advertising competitions and won first place in a big advertising competition. Yeah, in Toronto, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got an amazing internship with Cassette, which is a very big ad, ad agency in Toronto. Um, I got to work on Procter & Gamble, on General Mills, on John Frieda. I got to do some pretty cool things. Name drop alert. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got to do some pretty cool things, and it was awesome. And I got to work in experiential marketing. So I got to do a lot of things with hands-on. Like, I hosted a big event for Tide where I got a whole bunch of people to, like, bring it. Like, it was all about Tide colors, and we did a big <laughs> thing down at the harbor front and everything like that. So it was a lot of fun. Um but again, yeah. Those kids eating Tide Pods is not your no, fault, though, right? No, that was not my fault, okay. actually. <laughs> we had a big out. meeting about that and how we're like, okay, this is not the direction we are going to go. Yeah, this is not a good thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I, I, I loved it. It was advertising. It was awesome. Um, but again, I had uh, I had someone I loved and cared about here in Windsor. So after I did that internship, I came back to Windsor. Um, I worked for the Humane Society, met some more people. <laughs> um, I worked as their volunteer and um, development officer. I started some new programs there. I worked there for two years, um, kind of building their um, donor base and trying to really promote more donations and find new ways to get people to, you know, give money to the animals because I love them. And I have two dogs and one of them's a rescue and um, one of them I got when I was working there. So, um, that was a, that was a really rewarding experience for me. But, uh, at the Humane Society, I was just like, I wanted a challenge. I wanted to push myself even more in the marketing and advertising industry. Um, and I was like, well, if I'm staying in Windsor, I got to do, I want to be at the top. I want to be doing marketing for something that's big. So I was like, I got to get into automotive. <laughs> so I um, ended up uh, getting a job at Chrysler and I started working in the marketing department there. And I did that for five years. Um, and I met some more people. <laughs> I sense a theme developing here. Yeah. Or you could just say like, well, I just didn't know what she wanted to do. And she just kept changing <laughs> careers left, right, and center. But <laughs> that's just me. I'm sucking it up. I'm dealing with it. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> it got me here today. So that's Seriously, all that Seriously, you learned so much that way, though. Like, exactly. that's so much experience. Like, yeah. That's incredible. That's And that's, you know, and like I said, like, because of all the people I met along the way, I was able to really kind of delve deep into um, learning more about what the community had to offer. When I when I was working at the Humane Society, I was doing a pitch um, with uh, my coworker for funding. It was kind of my first foray into uh, grant writing and uh, uh, making big pitches like that for money. Um, and there was a guy there and uh, he pitched about a new theater company that he was opening up. And it was Chris uh, Rabideau. And I remember after his pitch, I looked at my coworker. I'm like, we're not getting this money. <laughs> 
are not getting this money. I'm like, I don't even know why we're here. I'm like, every, I was I was going to like open up my wallet and throw money at him right then and there too, right? His pitch was so good. And I, I was, I felt so strongly about it because I'd been away from the music industry for so long at this point now. Um, I hadn't been in theater in, in a long time. And that was kind of where my roots came from because, you know, I wanted to do opera and I was in music theater before and I loved being in choirs and stuff. So I kind of missed it. And I remember going up to him after that. I said, listen, I don't have time right now. <laughs> but when I do have time, I'm going to call you and I'd like to help you in some way. I don't know. I don't know when that's going to be, but just know at some point you're going to get a call from me and I'd like to volunteer my time with you. And I think it was a year later that I ended up reaching out to him. I found out he was doing rent um, with his company. It was the second year of ACT. Um, and I called him up and I said, what do you need? He's like, I need a production manager. And I was like, whoa, that's a big job. Uh, yeah. that's, that's huge. That's massive. Um, and I was like, he's like, you think you could do it? I'm like, yeah, no, I think I could do it. Um, so yeah, I took the lead and I, uh, helped him produce, uh, and put on rent and, um, yeah, that, uh, that was, gosh, how many years ago? It's like six, seven years. No, no, it's probably more than that. I can't do the math at the moment, but, uh, it was a long time ago. And, uh, how many shows have you done now together? How many do we, can you say can you even count? So that was 2015. So gosh i don't even know we do like two three shows a year so a lot there's a lot of shows okay a lot of shows there's a lot of shows in between then and now so yeah and um i started off as a volunteer i'm now the vice president of the organization so that's amazing um and there was an acronym that you had dropped act act what does that stand for arts collective theater yeah awesome thank you yes so yeah so um I now work um, for uh, at the law school. So again, I something came to me and it was just like I was working at Chrysler and I was just like, you know, um, I'm missing that feel good, that um, that feeling of that I'm I'm giving back and I'm doing something um, to help people. And I. I needed that. I realized how much I needed that again. So I was like, something is dragging me, pulling me back into the nonprofit world. Um, and so an opportunity arose for me to work for a law professor on her project. And it's called the National Self-Represented Litigants Project. And we create resources for, for people that um, can't afford uh, lawyers and uh, that's a lot of people yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of people all across Canada um, I know me personally if anything were to happen um, you know I don't have $20,000 in the bank for a retainer for a lawyer most right now most people don't and I don't know who does right right <laughs> um, so it's it's difficult and especially in family court and civil court and gosh and all types of courts but we've kind of focused mostly on family and civil um, it's difficult and then on top of that the trauma of the experience all together so you've got the money situation on one side and then the traumatic experience of whatever you're going through that you have to go plus the experience of going through court like it's it's a lot it's a ton so um i learned more about the project um and uh and i was like and i learned more about um the director and Dr. Julia McFarland is amazing. And I just like, something tells me I need to work for this woman. So, uh, 
uh yeah so that's that's, that's uh how i ended up here today so i'm still uh working for the organization um and i'm still i'm i'm still working for our arts collective theater i still uh i'm on the board and a vice president of that um i've spoken a lot in the city kind of about my journey um about marketing and advertising about branding i've done some workshops uh, with like W5 and a couple other organizations um, in the city on how to brand yourself on uh, resume building. Um, some uh, When I was in college, when I was like gung-ho about getting into advertising, um, I made a kind of a pact with myself. And I said, I'm like, look, listen, if I want to get a job in this industry, I need to meet people in the industry. I need to follow people in the industry. I need to know what's going on. Um, so I would go to Toronto and I would do these tours of agencies and I would get a name from every agency I'd go to and I'd invite that person out for coffee. And I did that uh, I did that pretty much once a month. I would just go down and I'd stay with my mom, I'd stay with my family, and I would uh, book these coffee meetings with And you got people. a lot of yeses from these yeah, people? Like they were willing we, to meet? They were willing to meet. Um, I was actually kind of, I was specifically kind of looking for uh, a black professionals um, in the industry, ideally black women um, in the industry. Um, and they were just encouraging. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of job opportunities because of that. So that's uh, something that I always talk about, um, especially if I'm, I'm talking branding and different things like that, taking it that step further, um, especially if it's something that you're really passionate about to, to meet the people that you want to work with and the meet the people in the industry that uh, you want to be in. The list is already like rolling out the door and you managed to find time to start your own talk show. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Talkin' Real Melanin, which is on your TV, Kojiko, um, we've uh, launched, oh, I think all 10 episodes have been launched now and we're just kind of uh, uh, re-posting uh, re, uh, them right now. Um, came out of, um, so in 2020, um, an organization was started, um, called the Black Women Afford Action, uh, which came right out of George Floyd, um, and all the, you know, all the rallies, everything was happening. There was this need, um, locally in the Black community, especially with Black women, that they just needed to talk about what the heck was going on in the world. And, you know, we were all at home. We were all at home during this. And all we could do was, like, sit and look at what was going on in the news and what was happening um, in the streets. And um, so um, Angelina Eguzabe. I always butcher your name, Angie. I'm so sorry. Um, and Irene Moore Davis uh, started um, Black Women Afford, Afford Action. And it was, uh, it's um, something that I'm so happy that they asked me to be a part of. Um, but it started off with just like Monday nights, let's talk. Let's have open discussion. Anybody can say whatever you want. This is a purely safe space for Black women to feel a sisterhood, to feel connected with other Black women, and be able to open up about anything they need to open up about. And it's everything from professional issues to 
personal issues to um, excitement about big things that are happening in their lives. You know, they just want uh, they just want to tell somebody and have that, you know, have, you know, 50 women just be like, we're so proud of you that you're doing this. Um, That's so nice. Is this like um, like there's a website like is this? Yeah, so we're on Facebook. So you can find our uh, page on Facebook. It's called Black Women of Ford Action. Uh, We do have a website. Same thing. BWFA. Um, and, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome that, uh, that it's expanded. So like I said, it started off with these Monday night meetings, but then it has grown now to us having guest speakers and, um, having more professional development type stuff happening because we asked the women like what do you want from this you know um and one woman Mm -hmm. said you know i'd like to learn more about health about black health what are the signs i should be looking for so we've had nurses on we've had black practitioners on that's so important too health uh, practitioners on because let's be honest the conversation around black bodies just it's it doesn't exist oh not when at we all. talk about health related conversations it's always all these tests all the medication have always mm-hmm. been done on white men mm-hmm. so i have no idea how things are ever going to work on like a body like mine a body like yours what's going to happen so that's really really incredible that you have those talk like those speakers no oh, and you know what that was one of the biggest things for me because you know, I, I've realized like my whole family has high blood pressure. Um, and I actually, I, I remember going, I had like a dentist appointment and they wouldn't let me get my, take my appointment because my blood pressure was so high. But I've also realized maybe my blood pressure is just kind of at a higher level because it's like across the board everyone in my family has this Mm -hmm. but I'm like but I don't know like I I don't know if that's just kind of where I'm I'm standard at because I've kind of been like this for a very long time you know and so you know it's always things that I question I have no medical knowledge but I want to agree with you especially because we know that that standard does not again that standard was not made with us in mind exactly so like things like that yeah bone density like the Mm -hmm. the bullshit of BMI and like how that has nothing to do with anybody's bodies (laughs) not at all that's amazing though so the black women for it action so I got to meet um, which was huge for me, some amazing black women in this city. And um, it was so funny because I'm really close with Kristen Siapis, who works at the university, who's also a big theater um, advocate in the city, like myself. Um, and she saw pictures of all of us at a Christmas event um, that we had, a little holiday mixer. And she's like, oh my gosh, Moya, you are surrounded by all these phenomenal black women that are like big professionals, high in their career careers and she's like you guys should do a talk show (laughs) and and so I was like hmm (laughs) that's actually not a bad idea (laughs) right so uh I brought it back to uh to the group um I brought it back to our board of directors for BWFA um and uh I was just like I just wanted to see who'd be interested and I said you know I think the idea would be around like focusing on the black community in Windsor and bringing more awareness to you know the restaurants the movers and shakers here the um the authors the artists like everything I'm like there's so many amazing black authors in this city that's just Irene right (laughs) right (laughs) 
she ticks all the boxes. She literally does. I know. I had some. I, I don't know. We were writing a letter. The two of and I had to put like all of her signatures, and we were just putting like all of her awards, and it, like it just kept going on and on. And I was like, I'm like. I told Angie, I was like, we don't even need to put her name on this. We'll just throw Irene on it. Irene's got it all. We're good. She's she's good. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, yeah, we ended up having this good conversation about it. And then uh, uh, Angie, Irene, and I were like, yeah, let's do this. So we wrote up a proposal. We sent it off to uh, your TV Kojiko. Kristen, love her to death. She was just like, listen, I'll volunteer my time editing for you guys because I, I think this is a great idea. Um, and, uh, and you know, a couple months later, we got the phone call saying, yeah, the show's a go. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> So we're like, okay, now we have to like write a show. Now we gotta write the show. So um we filmed 10 episodes over three days. We were like, <laughs> oh, yeah. back to back. Let's do this. Um, we got somebody to sponsor our set for us, um, uh, which was awesome. And we just wanted to make sure that we like had really good conversations that would people would find interesting. So like one of my favorite episodes is um, what not to say to black people, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is uh, which is a good one. So I encourage all you listeners to go look it up, <laughs> try and find it. It's an awesome one. Where can folks find these episodes? So uh, right now they are on Kojiko. So um, uh, we are going to do little snapshots on your TV's Kojiko's Facebook page. But you, if you've got cable, you can you can watch it on uh, your TV. Um, it's it's right now. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays um, at six p.m. I think, and Fridays at at eight p.m. So there's a couple times you can watch it throughout the week. But yeah, definitely uh, just go to your TV Coach Co. website and you can find the times and everything like that. Um, but right now that's kind of rerunning because we started, they started last September um, and then they're replaying, replaying the episodes. And hopefully if you guys go watch it, you know, well, maybe we'll get a season two. Yes. So. <laughs> oh my goodness but yes yeah. please yeah we had um we had some great conversations great um like every episode uh, features a business spotlight features an artist um and then a discussion topic so uh they're they're a lot of fun heck yes this is very relevant to my interests y'all everybody needs to check this out <laughs> and hopefully one day it can go beyond the coach co subscribers universe too yeah maybe you guys will explode into different uh, ways to get you know your show broadcast to others too that's what i'm hoping yeah. for even if it was available as like a, an audio format i'd be super into that i'm always consuming just audio content me too <laughs> me too so uh hopefully i'm crossing my fingers that will be something for sure well, we'll definitely keep in touch and we'll you know spread the word when you have even even the snippets on facebook yes we would love to be able to share awesome. those too well thank you yes Wow, that is an incredible resume. That is an incredible, like you could probably write a book easily. (laughs) That's so awesome. But to segue into something a little more sensitive, uh, you know, you wear a lot of hats, you burn the candle at both ends. That does come at a cost to um, your emotional battery. Um, It's really hard to fit in time for self-care when you're always on the go and busy. So... (laughs) What has 
been your experience with, you know, trying to find that work-life balance, trying to find that volunteer balance? Um, how's that been for you? I'm still trying to find that balance. Um, I what I feel like I keep doing these like online sessions. I'm um, always trying to learn more about how to find that balance and learning to say no to things, which is very difficult to do. (laughs) It is so hard. Like, yeah, it's so easy to be like, yes, just say no. But I'm like, oh, there's so many factors. And my mind, my mind is always going 100 miles an hour. Um, So it's it's really hard for me. One of the biggest factors, um, if I can add, often Mm -hmm. saying no in my position, I do a lot of sensitivity consultation Mm -hmm. for folks that just need to make sure their content is not filled with content that is inappropriate but also it's racially safe Mm -hmm. um and it's so hard to me to say no in a lot of positions where i know they need support for diversity and inclusivity but sometimes i have to like you absolutely have to for your own safety and well-being and that's where i find it the hardest to say no it really is it really is and especially in the last couple years Mm -hmm. you know where like everybody's just like okay everybody's reaching out for questions they they look to you for all the answers like you're some kind of monolith Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. not realistic and it it kind of stresses everybody out yes (laughs) yes it does And I try, you know, like I love sitting on panels. I love, have, you know, having yeah. these talks and discussions. I feel like, you know, we need more of these types of conversations. Um, but yes, when it comes down to your own mental health and well-being, um, it, it, it does become a lot sometimes. Um, last year, I kind of took a step back. Um, I was go, 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 go. And then 2020 hit. And it was almost like it was at like my peak, like 2018 and 2019 were major for me. It was a lot of transitions. I was like transitioning from job. Lots of stuff was going on with ACT. We did Dream Girls. Dream Girls was a, was a great, great production. Um, you know, the first of its kind in Windsor. And it, it, I threw my heart, soul, sweat, everything into making that a big thing. And I think I was still coming off of all of that energy um, when we hit 2020 because I then we had to keep the momentum going, right? So it was still like we we're at the highest point. We got to keep moving that needle forward and bringing more and more Black artists on the stage. Um, and then 2020 hit and it was just like, then we went down to nothing. <laughs> it was almost like... I could I could take a breath and I hadn't experienced that in so long. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, I don't I can't do anything like I don't have a show. I don't have six meetings this week. I <laughs> what was self-care like for you then? Like, how did that change? You know what? I started doing like art classes online. I started painting. I did like some painting classes. I did some scavenger. <laughs> um i started working out um i i dropped some weight i lost some pounds in 2020 i i cooked every day i actually had a pinterest page 
And I was just like throwing recipes on it. And it was just like recipe. I had like one page that said recipes for 2020 and then tried and true 2020. So nice. I was, like, so I was just though. moving them over once I started doing it. And I didn't cook anything twice. So it was literally I was just like a cooking fanatic. That's what I did. That's impressive. Yeah. But seriously, when you can't leave, what else are we going to exactly, do? Exactly, right? What I realized in 2020 was that I was doing way too much. <laughs> I needed to, I needed to rail it in. I needed to find, I needed to find some balance. So, um, when things started opening up again and everything like that, I remember sitting down, um, with pretty much all the organizations I worked with, all the volunteerism I was doing, and I just said, I'm going to take a little step back. I'm going to, I, I think we need more people. I think we need more people. It can't uh, be two people kind of doing everything anymore um, or a small group of people doing everything anymore. We need more hands on deck. Um, And so that was a big thing for us was just to like build our volunteer base, um, learn how to delegate tasks um, more. Um, and, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm still not good at this. I, I haven't mastered it, but you know, learning that act of saying no to things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. I, I've been, I'm still keeping up with, I I think working out has been a big thing for me. I started boxing, um, and boxing is like the best release. Um, I'm not a very, uh, physical person. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I don't, I'm, I'm one of those people that like pulls back when, when, when there's like, uh, tension or if there's any kind of negativity around, like, I'm not that I'm like, I I don't know. I don't have that kind of mind that like wants to fight. Um, so it's kind of nice to have an outlet uh, like that. And it's also an amazing workout, but it's just, and it, it pushes me, it pushes me in a way that I, uh, um, that I think I needed um, physically and mentally. Um, I used to play piano and I don't, I don't play anymore, which sucks. I should, but that used to be kind of my outlet for that stuff. Um, and uh, so i I found something new, which is nice. Um, uh, I'm going to therapy, uh, which is a big one for me. Snaps for therapy? Yeah, (laughs) therapy. And you know what? Let me tell you, it was difficult finding a therapist. It was hard. Were you able to find a a therapist that's a person of color? Um, I did, but we actually didn't mesh. And also it was a male, and I feel like... Um, that was all I could find at the time being, um, at the, at the, what I could afford. Yes. And, um, I just felt like it wasn't the right fit for me. Um, I've gone through four, (laughs) um, again, just trying to find the right fit. Um, and then I found one, um, last year that, uh, that is kind of perfect and, and she's great. But yeah, that that process of finding a therapist was a difficult one, um, especially because originally I was looking for someone from the black community and it's hard. 
it is hard, especially locally. I find it's it's very difficult locally. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, once you get past London, yeah, you've got more options. Another thing we change with that yes, magic wand. Right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was a big thing. But it's yeah, I think that I think it, it's it's really it, it would be really nice. Um, I think that's something that is so important that we need to be talking more about. Like, I'm so open about it. I'm like, yeah, man, just go talk to somebody. (laughs) Have you watched um, Stutz? Not yet, but I did listen to the Armchair Expert episode where Dax Shepard had him on. And, uh, like, it was awesome. Like, I definitely have to check out. Definitely check it out. I watched it actually, like, two nights ago. And, um... I give Jonah Hill uh, props um, for opening up like that and gosh, walking into a therapy session and filming it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a level that's, of vulnerability. Uh, wow. <laughs> like power to you, man. Power to you because there's no way in hell I'd do that. Um, uh, but uh, but it was so it was so cool to see that you know, that people got to experience what therapy could be like. And I think because so many people are, it's unknown, right? And there's this fear around it. And then there's all this talk around like what therapy is and like, you know, and there's a lot of negative talk around what therapy is. So um, I was actually, I was really interested to watch it because I wanted, because I do find that it is helpful and it's so nice. And I know he says at one point in time, you know, you're, your friends are there to listen. Like, he's like, I have so many friends that will listen. But you go to therapy because you need the tools to help make change. And I like that. Yeah. It's um, that kind of stuck with me because it's so true. It's so true. That's that's what therapy should be about. Seriously. And everybody's toolbox is different. We all cope differently based on our experiences and based on the environment and how we can handle it. Exactly. So that's I really like that. Yeah. yeah. Heck yes. Two thumbs up for therapy. (laughs) So Moya, if you had to shout out an up and coming Windsorite, someone that we should look out for, who would it be? Uh, Okay, there's two people. There's two people I think um, I would I would tell Windsor to keep a close watch on. Um, One who is my girl who I love and adore, uh, Florine Dimubandi. She is just a powerhouse, and I met her when she was 18. Um, She was lead in Dream Girls, and this girl. Uh, was a valedictorian from uh, graduated in, from business from the Adet School of Business. Has worked in nonprofit. She's sitting on boards. She's, uh, you know, she's just a powerhouse. Not only is she an amazingly talented, but she's smart and she's compassionate, um, and she's a go getter. And um, I've been able to work with her and mentor her and just watch her growth over the years in such a short period of time and yeah man she's coming swinging and i'm i'm really excited to see what's next for her um the other one is a princess she's awesome um and do you know her organization beauty is me have you heard of beauty is me only a little bit what can you tell me so beauty is me um is 
teaching uh, youth, um, right? I think they're getting into boys now, but they were kind of uh, focusing mostly on uh, black female youth, um, but how to love their hair. And um, they're also going into salons across the city, um, giving black, um, uh, like giving out books with black youth in them, um, for free. So when black youth come in to get their hair done, they get a book. Um, they're also working with, um, um, non-black mothers. I was adopted. Nobody knew how to handle my hair. I could share just nightmare mm-hmm. stories about not only what I look like, but just how I felt as a result. So that is so, yeah. so important. That makes me so happy to yeah. hear. It's, and uh, we see that a lot, you know? And um, so that organization is so like, I'm so, when that organization started, I was like, oh, this is so phenomenal <laughs> and it's so needed. Um, and she's a part of that. And so I just I think she's I think she's doing some awesome things. And I again, I just see bigger things happening in her future as well. So we I have some that. good up and coming young ones for sure. Well, guys, I think we've pretty much tapped as much <laughs> like the wealth of information Moya, that you have given our listeners and that you've shared with us. Some of you have already been, you know, following you and 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 have been supporting you. But everyone out there who hasn't heard of Moya, who hasn't heard of anyone that um, they've talked about, we are going to look for our show notes on our socials. We're going to announce some social, socials soon. We will link to things. We're going to get the spelling of everybody's name so that everyone is Googleable. And we got to bring some attention to some really awesome people and organizations and stuff that is happening in Windsor. This is the place to be Rose City, Windsor, Ontario. We are not garbage. Get rid of that. Theater, everybody. Yes. Literally shows every weekend. Yes. (laughs) And just make sure you're paying attention to what's going on because there's so much stuff happening right under our nose in our own backyards. Um, it's also Black History Month, so like you have no excuse not to go out and see things. Um, like maybe we can go around to recommend like one event or like something to check out this month in Windsor. And I would love to say at the university they do Afrofest every year, where they have just incredible speakers, some wonderful events, um, and it's something I'm always following every year because y'all, it's amazing. There's a big calendar of events for this whole month on the Amherstburg uh, Freedom Museum website as well. So they've got a full list of everything that's happening this month well um yeah thank you so much everybody um thank you so much moya and um if folks want to support or follow you online anywhere where can they do that so um you can definitely please follow act arts collective theater we're on facebook instagram um and our website is actwindsor.com uh we have some great shows coming up this year so please uh definitely check it out um if you're uh looking for some information on representing yourself in court in canada um you can go to our website which is representing yourself uh, dot com and uh yeah 
yeah, it, there's some amazing resources that my team's working on and uh, a lot of great information for those that you don't know. And lastly, the Black Women of Forward Action. Again, we're also on Facebook, Black Women of Forward Action, um, also known as BWFA. Um, our meetings are open to uh, Black women um, from the African diaspora. So any anyone can definitely uh, join in on our Monday night meetings. Um, so definitely feel free to find us on Facebook and send us a message. Wow, Moya, what a first guest for a first episode. I feel really lucky. Um, B, I really like doing this with you. Yeah, I had such a great time doing this with you too, Bronwyn. And I think uh, this is really important that we get to have these conversations because there are a lot of great people in Windsor doing wonderful things and more people should hear about it. So thanks for listening to our first episode of Small Talk, a Windsor Speakeasy spinoff. And you can find us on social media by going to Instagram and looking up at Windsor Small Talk. Or you can find us on Twitter still as uh, Windsor Speakeasy, all one word. And you can listen to our episodes on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you like and subscribe and give us five stars. We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show, it's Small Talk! Hey y'all, B Zelda here because I know you have not heard enough of my voice. But I'm just popping in to remind you all that we have a Patreon page. It is something that is building and budding like the flowers in springtime. Currently, you can get exclusive snippets and previews to episodes before they come out. As well as Bronwyn and I will be trying and playing a handful of two-player and co op tabletop games and i'm a huge fan of indie games because why not get creative with the way that we tell stories and gamify it so everybody else can have as much fun make sure you follow us on patreon we are windsor small talk take care